0: Welcome to Stronger Than You Think Podcast, a safe space for conversations related to all things mental health. I'm your host, Erica Diaz Castro. Before we jump into today's conversation, I wanna remind you of a few important points. This is a mental health podcast, so these topics do get heavy. I try my best to be sensitive to all scenarios discussed on this show, and I do share my opinion, but I'm not a mental health professional. My guests and I are happy to share our experiences, but our opinions are our own and should not be taken or used as a substitute for guidance from a mental health professional or your own doctor. Please consult your medical provider or providers to discuss your own needs and circumstances for proper direction in your mental health care. Check the show notes for resources. And if you're currently in crisis, you can text the word home H-O-M-E, to 741-741 if you're in the United States. Stronger Than You Think podcast, myself, and show guests are not liable for your decisions. Thanks for being here. I hope you enjoy this one. Welcome to another episode of Stronger Than You Think Podcast. I'm your host, Erica Diaz-Castro, and today we are talking about chasing joy through journaling, and I'm talking with my special guest, Amber Marshall. Amber Marshall is a former basketball wife turned marriage and family lifestyle vlogger, author, social media maven, and registered nurse. With more than 12 years marriage experience under her belt, she helps making having happy relationships cool by encouraging others to chase joy where you are, as you are. Amber, thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm really happy to have you on.
1: Erica, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to share today.
0: Yes. Tell us about you. I know I just read your bio and you sound like a powerhouse.
1: <laughs> Tell me more. Okay. So basically I know it sounds all powerhouse-ish, but I mean, basically my journey started in my husband played professional basketball overseas for eight years. And so we mm-hmm. spent like nine to 10 months out of our life, um, well, out of the year traveling. And so of course our mirrors was in shambles. Um, Of course, you know, we dealt with the long distance situation when I was at home, when I was in America working, um, because Mm -hmm. there was a part of me that didn't really want to give up like my nursing career, because I'm like, oh, I worked so hard for this, um, that I still wanted to practice nursing. um, And I wasn't sure that I wanted to give up everything to travel overseas, even though that sounds like an amazing thing. But our marriage was falling apart. We were both very unhappy and we were not sure of our purpose. And so um, mm. he ended up playing in Argentina. And when we were there, you know, we had just gotten married. And three months after we got married, I went over to Argentina. Actually, it was Argentina. It was Uruguay. That's where it was. Montevideo, Uruguay. Okay. Sorry, they all run together. <laughs> the neighbors. I know, right? Because <laughs> we played, we played <laughs> in both uh, countries. And so we were in Montevideo, Uruguay, mm-hmm. and I had gotten pregnant. We had been married like three or four months and I'm super excited. And I have a miscarriage and this oh. was very traumatic for us because yeah. we're, I had a miscarriage. I didn't know what was happening. This was my first time being pregnant. Um, nobody speaks English at the hospital. So I have my computer with Google translate and me and my husband are trying to translate what's going on. I'm pregnant, but I'm also bleeding. And just after that we get home because the doctor they run they run some tests on us they send us home with papers but obviously we don't know what they're saying because we can't read it um you know we knew like some spanish but like not like a whole not not enough to read medical reports <laughs> mm-hmm. so we got back and we put everything in google translate and we were just devastated when we found out that um i had had a miscarriage so again, my marriage wasn't in the best place and I was just really struggling. And, um, I remember going in the restroom and I was like, God, like, what is up? Like, I am pretty healthy. I've always worked out. I've always been an athlete. I don't understand why I'm having a miscarriage. And you know, Mm -hmm. if you will like give me a child, like I'm going to chase after you and I will give that child to you and just, Lord, just show me how to do that. So basically I started going on this journey of um how to hear God because I had never heard him before I know that he talked to people in the Bible but I didn't know if that was for then or that was for day or if that's even something that was really tangible or that I could have and so Mm -hmm. through that I started writing letters to God like my feelings and just working through um you know the grief process and working through Mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm here and there's got to be more than this and then I started also like just waiting and just allowing that space for God to like speak back to me. And I was journaling what I felt like was coming up from what he was saying to me during that time.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry that you suffered that loss. I don't even like, I I can't even imagine what that feels like, what that's like to go through pretty much alone. You are not I am assuming you didn't have family with you there while you were in Europe. Why, um, what an experience and what a testimony to just be able to turn to God in that way. Um, I journal my prayers. So I feel like you're my, like my soul sister on that.
1: <laughs> Girl, that's the only way to go. I mean, yes. it's, it's, it's so. you know, it, it was definitely a difficult time. My family wasn't there and it was traumatic. Um, just I think the traumatic of the trauma of having a miscarriage but then having it and not knowing what's going on in my care or what's happening if I'm okay if I'm not okay then you know now that I've had this miscarriage now I have to fly back to America by myself for nine hours because my husband Mm -hmm. is still playing basketball Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. navigating all of that.
0: Okay, how far, ap- how long after did you travel back to the U.S.?
1: Um, within that month, as soon as I could get out of there, I went ahead and got out of there because I wanted to make sure um, that I was, you know, good on the inside in case I needed like a DNC or something like that, um, just to make sure there was nothing mm-hmm. left over, so I got back as soon as I could.
0: Got it. What was the condition of your mental health at that time?
1: Oh, man. I definitely believe I was unstable um Mm -hmm. worried stress like to if I can't have a baby now if I can't carry a baby will I ever be able to have a child um am I good enough for my husband how come those people have a baby um just a lot of Mm -hmm. doubt a lot of worry um and obviously anxiety and stress just trying to figure out like what am I going to do i'm sure there was depression but i was never diagnosed with that but i'm sure that there were some you know lingering around because you know that's not something that's easy to walk through
0: no absolutely not absolutely not and how did you get through that time
1: lots of prayer prayer and journaling like Mm -hmm. that was the moment where like i said i just was like lord like i will give my child to you like i surrender my life Mm -hmm. to you um so that I can have a child. Cause I I do feel like children are such a blessing and it was important um, for legacy and to bring, you know, good human beings into the earth. And I was really passionate about that. And so I was just like, Lord, like the same way that I go hard on everything else, like I'm going to go just as hard for you and seeking you and trying to find you and trying to hear your voice. Because I knew that I love my husband, but I knew that he didn't have the answers. I love my family but and my friends at that time but I knew that they didn't have the answers I knew the only way I could get to complete healing was to figure out what God was saying because I know that that would give me hope
0: and so you turn to journaling and you start to hear him yes. and had
1: you journaled before
0: that was that a practice of yours no <laughs> Not, oh
1: girl, <laughs> no it never was I just was such in a place of needing to express my emotions but you know Mm. being when I was living overseas you know we're nine hours um difference from America so it's like you know I really didn't have a space to talk to anyone back home because the time difference it was always sporadic and then also being you know in a different country where I didn't speak the language it was also hard and so then another thing is that we didn't have internet actually in our apartment so I would have to walk (laughs) at least a mile just yeah. to get to the um internet spot. Yeah. And then I could, you know, speak to people there and then I could go back. But um that's different because um in South America, like dogs are just roaming the streets, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's their streets. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that was like a, a process for me because like dogs aren't just roaming streets in America. So that was something different that I had to get used to because I didn't know if they were gonna attack me or what. I mean, they were cool, like most I'd never seen a dog attack anybody. It was like it was a normal thing for dogs just to be roaming everywhere.
0: When you say dogs are roaming everywhere, you don't it doesn't sound like you mean like two or three. It sounds like there's like flo like yeah. herds of dogs. Yes. It's a lot i guess they travel in packs like wolves travel in packs so packs of dogs
1: yes it's it's so many and it's um it's a normal thing it's not just in uruguay but in um, argentina like they are everywhere Mm -hmm. and it's crazy because now i saw like a dog commercial you know those um commercials on tv um that are like save a dog they need you and the dog you know and the commercial looks all sad like um that is really how the dogs look over there. Like it's so many dogs um, everywhere, but like sometimes they go into the stores and they come out. Um, It is just, Mm -hmm. it is just the way of life. It is just how it is.
0: And so you're out there by yourself heading to the internet cafe with the pack of dogs to your left, you know, just kind of roaming. Right. Oh my gosh. What made you start journaling? What was, how did you come to that? resolution or that as a path to resolution
1: so um in my search of trying to find god to hear what he had to say i found this book by mark vickler well verkler Mm -hmm. and it was called how to hear god's voice and in it um it talked about journaling so i was like well let me try this (laughs) so Mm -hmm. um i actually started like i said just journaling my feelings and then i started you know listening for what god would say and how I would start journaling at that particular time was I would start with a scripture. So if the scripture was be still and know that I am God, then my prompt would be, be still. And then I would just have faith and believe that whatever I'm writing is what God is saying back to me.
0: Okay. Got it. So I just checked, and it looks like he has a lot of different books. Um, there's keys to hearing God's voice, mm-hmm. hearing God through your dreams, hearing God. Do you remember which one yes, it was? Yes, it's the
1: interactive guide. It's like blue really and okay. white. It's a really thick book. It's really awesome. It like breaks down how your right brain works, how your left brain works, and oh, okay. um, like holy visualization. Like it just breaks down everything.
0: Okay, we'll have to link that. So I'll put that in the show notes.
1: Cool beans.
0: So you start journaling and you start to hear God. And at this point, you're back in the US, Mm -hmm. but your husband is still overseas and your marriage is not doing so hot. Right. How does everything move on from there? How do you move forward and through and overcome
1: I overcame by just, you know, journaling and hearing what God had to say about me first and then hearing what he had to say Mm -hmm. about my marriage. Um, Because I knew that if I didn't work on the things in me, that I would just project it onto him. And so Mm -hmm. I just continued to, like, do the work. Like, I would write, like, God, what I needed to work on. I would write down everything I was feeling or what I was walking through at that particular time. And I was like, Mm -hmm. how can I change this narrative? Um, Why am I afraid you know, that I won't be able to have children again? Why am I afraid that my marriage isn't going to work? And I would just, like I said, start with a scripture. You know, uh, I have, you know, this was a Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Like, I know the plans I have for you. I would start out writing that. I know the plans that, you know, I have for you. And then I would just write whatever bubbled up in my spirit, whatever came to my thought. Um, of course, um, like before I would do any of the journaling, I would just pray and say, like, Holy Spirit, I give you complete control over my imagination, over my thoughts, over my heart, you know, remove all distractions. I would do a prayer before I would write those things, but I just believed. And um, then I would start taking action on what I wrote. So, I was okay. like, okay, I'm writing, I'm journaling because it, it's kind of, it's kind of intimidating at first. Like, am I really hearing God? Like, what's up? And so, <laughs> for real, you're like, come on. So um, I would start just taking actions. If he, if I wrote in my journal today, I want you to pray for this person because they're going through this. And you know, they're they're going through a tough time right now. I would go pray for that person and say, hey, um, I don't mean anything by this, but um, I felt like in my private time this morning, God wanted me to pray for you. He told me to pray for you. And they'd be like, oh yeah, please pray for me. I am going through something. And then I'd be like, oh, that's a check. So this part I'm hearing God. And then there were other parts you know, just like when, you know, a baby is getting up and starting to walk, he's going to fall. Sometimes there are times that I did write stuff that was not God. It could have been, you know, myself, um, or obviously it could have been, you know, another voice, but it wasn't God, but I walked through that so that I got to hear the nature of his voice. And so I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, that part wasn't God. So What was different about that voice that I heard, or how I came to that conclusion? And then I just checked off the things that were going right that I was getting from God and just continued to grow and figure out my identity, like who I was, so that I could be, you know, a better wife, um, a better person, uh, because you can only live up to the title, you know, that you are aware of, you know. So if I'm going to be a mom, well, then what does that mean? I'm committed, Um, I'm faithful, and I'm not that yet, but I can start, you know, gaining those qualities now, but I am Mm -hmm. a wife, I can be supportive, I can be faithful, you know, I have to define, once I choose the label, I have to define what that means to me, Mm -hmm. so that I can reach that goal.
0: Okay, when were you journaling?
1: Oh, in the mornings, sometimes late at night, Um, In the beginning, I journaled whenever I had free time.
0: Okay. Okay. And were you doing anything else to really cater to your wellness and your healing?
1: No. At that time, I only journaled. Um, Mm -hmm. That was the only thing that really, like, helped me. Um, And so, to me, like, mental health is being in complete harmony physically and emotionally with God. Mm. that's what that means for me and so Mm. I looked at you know is you know the fruits of the spirit like is there love kindness peace patience like I looked at that as a as a gauge um Mm. on a direction symbol to help me know am I going towards harmony because if I'm not then I need to go back to where I lost my peace and that's really how the wellness journey started for me honestly it's just gauging that and um just also giving grace to other people walking through uh different things at that time
0: okay you now have a family of several children
1: Mm, yes
0: (laughs) god bless you congratulations (laughs) thank you when did that change
1: oh man um so I left and then he was there another three months and then he came home and like I said, during that time, I was journaling a lot, as much as I could, understanding God. And mm-hmm. through that journaling process, God had told me that I was gonna have a child. Like I didn't care about mm-hmm. the other children; I was just like, "Can I just have one, please? That's all I want. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's just get to one." And yeah. my husband came home three months, and I felt like I feel like I needed to remove, like not only like the trauma, like of that experience that I went through, but trauma from different events um that happened in my life um like my dad had died some years back just I needed to heal from a whole lot of other life incidents and I feel like when my husband came home like we got pregnant the first month um it mm-hmm. didn't take very long at all um yeah. so I felt like I needed to have a clean space. Like I needed to create space for God to put a child in me
0: and, mm-hmm. and
1: like to be whole, like, I needed to be whole before I could have a whole human in my body, Mm -hmm. and um, I'm just so grateful for that, because I personally feel that, you know, how we're feeling during our pregnancy, what's going on, the things that we're dealing with, the things in our soul, I feel like that affects, you know, our children in our womb, and Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful that God allowed me to deal with different things I had went through, so that when I did get pregnant, I didn't have to Pass some of that on to my children, and that those patterns and habits could be broken,
0: yes, yes amen I'm totally with you there i I remember reading a, a study oh this was a few years ago, but I was pregnant with my daughter, and I was just understanding the mm-hmm. effect of stress and anxiety on a fetus yes, and there are negative repercussions so that you had that awareness in preparation for the season you were wanting to enter is so wise of you and so I mean you have to be humble too to know that you need to work on that
1: yes I know I need to work on it like at the time I didn't know that it was like I thought it was just for me but now I can say it was for my child mm, <laughs> No, yeah, like yeah. I didn't have that wisdom at that time I just was like it's all about me can i have a baby can i I do this yeah but i'm so grateful that even in my like selfishness that god is like you know what i have mercy on your children and your children's children like like my children their children and generations are not gonna have to deal with some of the stuff that i dealt with like i am so grateful
0: yes and do you still journal now
1: absolutely girl
0: (laughs) So what does your journal practice look like now?
1: Oh my goodness. My journal process is like, it has a little bit of everything in it, but okay. So I'm gonna give you two more. So I have like a drone method. And so um, mm. number one is write, Number two is search and number three is speak. Okay. So okay. if I'm just like wanting to just empty myself, I'll just write whatever I'm feeling. I'll set a timer for like five minutes. If the kids are up one minute, <laughs> Yeah, that's because journaling, doing anything, doing something is better than nothing. So right. I'll say, but in real life, I try to do like a, a power hour, um, 20, 20, 20 for all three steps. So I'll write what I'm mm-hmm. feeling. Uh, and then the second thing I'll do is I'll get a scripture. And so if it's just to say again, if, um, it's Isaiah 26, three to say, uh, he will keep you in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on him. So mm-hmm. I will read that. And then I'll say, I'll ask the Holy Spirit to help me and I'll search for a question out of that scripture. So I may say, what do you mean by perfect peace? Okay. What do you mean um, if I keep my eyes on you? And so I may write that, that may be my question. And then I'll do like another um, five minutes, of, again, if I'm crunch for time. You can do however long you want or however little you want is really your choice. Mm -hmm. And then I'll answer that question. I'll write down like, what are my thoughts? You know, Mm -hmm. and then when I get to number three, it's speak. So that is to make you speak things into existence, calling those things that are not as though they were. So I'll write down what I want that to be. So I'm creating, I'm framing a new world, like in um, Hebrews chapter 11, I'm framing a new world. And so if I, if my question was, um, what is perfect peace and then i'm writing about that so when i get to the speak part i'm already speaking my perfect peace i'm already Mm -hmm. like lord i thank you and i'm so joyful and grateful that today i have perfect peace i finally understand what that means i thank you that my children are in perfect peace oh today lord my daughter walked up to me she gave me the biggest hug and i could just see the peace of god on her face like you're Mm -hmm. just scripting your reality (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you're calling those things that are not as though they were so that they can come into your life and really be a manifestation of the things that God has told you
0: Mm -hmm. and in a perfect world you're journaling for about an hour which for some people listening might be the longest space of time (laughs) in the world they're like how are you going to be writing for that long, my hand will fall off. Uh, Where do you suggest people start if they're just starting? If they have no experience journaling, they don't like writing, Mm -hmm. maybe they want, you know, can, can they like do it into a recording system that transcribes yes. it for them
1: <laughs> yes. Ooh, yes yes y'all let me give y'all the teeth. so i was yes. started, you know five 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 if i was fresh i had never done it before but i added in the one 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 just in case like you really don't have any time and that's all you can squeeze in and sometimes um like if I'm walking through my day and I don't have time sometimes I will do it out loud I will like read a scripture and walk around and ask God the question and then I will talk back the answer to myself and then I will mm-hmm. speak you know I will call those things out and it's so crazy because I may have like a little tension in my back but as soon as and I'm like what is that tension for and then I'm like ask mm-hmm. the question like God why when I said perfect peace why did I have tension and then God will tell me. And then I'm like, okay. So then I take whatever that is. Or if, you, if you're if you not sure if you're hearing from God, um, you know, whatever it is that you write down at that time or speak at that time, then you just take it and you just speak it different. You, you call it a different thing. And then as soon as I start speaking out something different, like a different story, like that um, discomfort in my back, like it goes away. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's just dissonance, like us not believing what the truth is. Because there are mm-hmm. levels to truth. Um, you know, there's facts. Like, this is facts. This is what the polls look like. You mm-hmm. <laughs> so, know, like, just because we're in that time of election. Um, this is what the medical reports say. Mm-hmm. But the truth, you know, there's a spirit of truth. So I want to know, God, what is your truth? Mm-hmm. That's the highest form of truth. And I believe that that's the reality that we have to be in. So I may not have perfect peace right now. You know, even for my mamas out there, like I may not have perfect peace right now. And that's really the main thing why like, I've even been so focused in quarantine and making sure my peace is like great because uh, my son was getting something out of the pantry. I think it was a honey bun and I just went bananas on him. I'm just like, what are you doing? You didn't ask for that. And my daughter looked at me and she was like, mommy, what are you doing? You're the calm mom. And like that just hit me because I was like, man, I got to apologize to them. <laughs> So yeah. I apologize to my daughter, I apologize to my son. I was like, guys, I'm sorry, this is not who I am. That's a behavior. I say I know who I am and I am calm and I am peaceful. And so mm-hmm. I went back to where did I lose my peace? Like, mm-hmm. what did I do different that you know today that I did, you know, didn't that I've done other days? And I didn't journal. And I've noticed in my personal life that when I don't journal, I do not have as much patience. Um, I am not as energetic for the day. And mm-hmm. so that is how you nourish. You have to nourish yourself so that you can mm-hmm. flourish for the rest of the day. And oh
0: gosh,
1: yes, and like you said, like you know, an hour does sound like a long time. It does, but we have so many things in us. We have we have millions of thoughts or billions a day, and so mm-hmm. to be able to get those out and formulate them. Mm-hmm. It's so powerful in just writing even your gratitude. So that's the other way I do it. So, you know, I told you the right um, search and speak. So mm-hmm. I'll start with a scripture, but some days, you know, I just start writing. Or some mm-hmm. days I just write a question. If I'm um, dealing like having a problem, like parenting my child, if I'm like, okay, uh, am I being a good parent today?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, or why do I feel like I'm not a good parent? hmm even though we know that we, we all try our best and I may start, but that may be my question. And then I'll write what I think. So I may start there, but then some days I do start with a scripture. Um, and because I still do journal multiple times a day, I, I journal when I can, if there's something on my mind, either speaking or physically sitting down and writing it. Um, it just helps me work through that. And it helps me move toward my goals and my personal life uh, with my children, with my marriage. It's just journaling. is just so life-changing.
0: I agree. I went through a season of not journaling and just my like my own experience with journaling. I've journaled since I was a little girl. I still have some of my journals from when I was a little girl. Yay. And there now, I mean, as an adult, I probably go through about maybe five to six notebooks a year because it's a daily practice. And some days I do journal for a really long times, so like mm-hmm. over an hour, you know, and you're journaling like nine, 10 pages, you know? And so I, I stopped doing that for a short season this year. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is you, you hit the nail on the head. You knew that without journaling, you're feeling funky. You are not, you're not right. Right. And so I was like in denial about that. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I don't need to journal. I don't feel like doing anything. And I didn't. And I just continued to feel lethargic and unmotivated and uninspired and very easily overwhelmed and not, I don't want to use the word triggered because triggered is, you know, it's one of those words that you you use when you can't figure out the right word. I was very much disconnected from who I work hard to be. And it's not that I'm not naturally this like, you know, patient, amazing person. Quite frankly, that's not like the easiest thing I think for a lot of people to just be patient and understanding all the time because there's so many things that stimulate us and so many things Mm -hmm. that will challenge us on the daily especially this year right Mm -hmm. so I went back to journaling and I remember I made a commitment to myself and to God and I was like okay, Lord, I'm going to go back to journaling. I'm going to try for like once or twice a week because I went like months without journaling. Mm -hmm. And so I went once a week for like a few weeks. I was like, I felt really good journaling, but I had all these things that I was putting on my to-do list and I thought like, oh, I could probably get away with just talking to God out loud and not, you know, or like having those moments of like quick prayer in my mind, Mm -hmm. I don't need to journal. Um, so I started to have those like one days, and then I moved to like two days a week, and then eventually I was just like, okay, I'm 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 not gonna resist anymore. <laughs> so I'm I'm back to journaling every day, Yay! and it is so fulfilling. It is very much a practice that has helped me heal from a lot of things as well from a lot of experiences that I had suppressed memories of and tried to put out of my mind because of feelings of guilt and shame and fear. And all the things that, you know, we kind of take on with us without ever moving through and healing from, and they become, or they manifest themselves in the the form of like defense mechanisms and all these things, right? These things that End up in triggers, as people say. So that that time that you are talking about investing in your relationship with God is also an investment in yourself because yeah. that that mental health piece is only a portion of it. Like there's this really deep spiritual experience that we all are having, whether we call it that or not. Right. And the this disconnection between how we show up and, you know, how we, we sit still is, is very much something that is overlooked, I think. And when I'm hearing you talk about your experiences, it sounds like you really were investing in that connection.
1: Yes. Cause I, I feel like, you know, like you say, it doesn't matter, you know, whatever we call it, like our creator, like w- Doctors are great. I'm a nurse. Nurses are great. Medical professionals are amazing. Mm-hmm. But there is special instructions that the creator or manufacturer has. You know, yeah. if we buy shoes from Nike, we're not going to go to Reebok, <laughs> you know, yeah. to get answers. Like we're going to go to who manufactured that shoe. And um, I just believe that God manufactured us all in a precise meticulous way um mm-hmm. interweaving every one of our parts and our members together and i think that the greatest form of self-care is connecting to god connecting mm-hmm. to who he originally intended for you to be
0: yeah and when you're in the medical space the the healthcare industry space are you seeing any of this type of stuff come up as recommendations from healthcare professionals or does anyone ever reference it?
1: So I haven't worked in, in the hospital in a year. Um, I'm at home with my um, kids now. Well, I have one kid at home now, but um, during that time I did work um, with moms and babies a lot. Um, I hadn't seen a whole lot of journaling uh, being implemented Um, But I think that would be like a great idea. It would help so many women. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know how I think it would be more effective maybe after delivery. I feel like so much is going on when you initially deliver that you're trying to learn how to breastfeed, especially if this is your first time trying to learn how to be a mom, trying to learn how to Mm -hmm. do two, three, four or five. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So verbal journaling would be great at that one. Um, But moms are so overwhelmed and their hormones are so all over the place. I think Mm -hmm. those first few days, maybe not, but maybe like after like day three, moving forward, I think journaling would be great for them. Um, Because, you know, even like, oh, what is it? Verywellmind.com. They've done Mm -hmm. numerous studies that demonstrate the effectiveness of journaling for mental health, happiness, and stress management. And Mm -hmm. I feel like journaling is a gift. Like it is a gift to me as a mother and it's free. Like, as moms we are some of us are so stressed out right now and mm, yeah journaling is a gift that's free that i can do every single day
0: <laughs> yeah
1: that can help me have more peace
0: it sure does and when you're chasing joy yes through journaling how do you find joy showing up in your life
1: Oh man, it shows up in my children's smile um, and smiling Mm -hmm. at my husband or even seeing his smile and -hmm. just um, enjoying the moment where I am.
0: So now you're chasing joy through journaling. And how does that look for you in the season you're in now?
1: Oh man, it looks so different Mm -hmm. than when I initially started. So in this season, like I can find joy in the coffee froth yes the bubbles like going out um I can find joy in the refrigerator Mm. um because one thing that I didn't mention in the beginning is that like when I first started journaling years ago I would like turn on worship music or just music and I would just like journal with that but now for about the past year I have been doing something that's a little bit more vulnerable a little bit more intimate to where I have silence in the morning Mm -hmm. and I get present by tuning into all of my five senses. So, mm-hmm. if I'm holding the pen, I really get present in the moment and chase joy. Like, oh, this pen feels so slick, or it's amazing. Lord, you made that ink. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I said, I'm my ears. What I'm hearing? I'm hearing the bubbles. I'm hearing the refrigerator um my eyes what do they see they're seeing in the darkness um because sometimes I keep the lights off because I don't want to wake the kids mm. up um <laughs> I it. On my phone and yes out. but um I am I just get so present and I feel like before I have any input I want God to be the first input in my day mm-hmm. like I don't want it to be like even the worship song I want him to be the first thing that goes into me. I don't want my thoughts tainted or Mm. um, geared in one direction because I'm listening to a certain song Mm. or I'm watching something on TV or even if I'm not watching it, even if I have it on. So I just get really comfortable in the silence. And I think it's such a powerful moment when you can just get really still. Like I feel like be still and just knowing that he's like God and just knowing like, in this moment I have everything I need to have joy.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. And also very much a like a operating from a place of empowerment, just knowing that you have everything you need right now, you know.
1: Right.
0: People call that abundance.
1: Yes, boo. Yes. <laughs>
0: i love that
1: yes. so what are you doing it's now <laughs> is it um, yeah it's actually what um so you know every sunday we do our own home church like church at home mm-hmm. and this week we were talking about abundance mindset and just being abundant like mm-hmm. you'll have everything that you need in joy, peace um, yeah fruit i i think the greatest riches i think wealth is important um but I think that's, like, a bonus, you know? I think the greatest riches we can have are, like, peace, joy, and love. Um, and that's kind of where we are right mm-hmm. now. Like, my kids, they drone too. <laughs> um, Go ahead. They're different than mine. Um, and, mm-hmm. as, like, Lord, I, like, journaling is so powerful. Like, they need this in their life. And so, like, my daughter plays basketball. And so she was having her, she does so good at practice. And, but in game, it was, she was like a different person. And I'm like, what is going on here? And so Mm -hmm. we started journaling around fear. And one of the things we fearful, she was fearful of not being perfect for her parents. And for one, Mm -hmm. you know, I was fearful. Like I had to acknowledge her. I never want you to feel like that. Um, What can I do different? You know? Yeah, but also her being able to voice that and not feel an attack, and then she was able to speak it forth, script it a different way, and then mm-hmm. that next game she went out, she played so much better. Um, she, like it was just her. so she's 10, so she can actually like really write out what she's feeling. But like my seven year old and my five year old, I will ask them a question or I'll type the question out and I have them draw, so I'm like. Um, basketball? Are you afraid of? Because they play basketball, too. so then they'll mm-hmm. draw out what they're afraid of. So like, hmm. Got you. Yeah. And then after that, I'll get, and I say, okay, you. This is what you wrote. Your the shot. To speak this what what do you want to thank God for in advance that's gonna happen when you the next time you play? and they'll draw like or something like that. So I just think it's is so powerful in just reshaping their thinking and calling them to just rethink differently and not only rethink that. Action, Like now that I've, you know, spoken forth what I want to happen, now I have to actually go out and I write that I'm going to make a shot and I, I see it happening. I'm speaking it forth, but I don't actually go and yeah. I'm not going to see the fruit. Look
0: that. at you, mom of the year.
1: So that's just kind of where we are in terms of I love like that. Journaling. My yeah.
0: daughter's only two, so her journals are... Oh, can you hear me?
1: Hear me okay? Are we good? Oh, okay,
0: okay. <laughs> Hello? Oh, not. <laughs> Hello? I'm
1: running against Am-
0: myself. Oh, okay, very good. Um, <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, can hear um, you. Yeah, my daughter's too. Yeah. Okay, good. I think it's like Delayed. Are we good? Okay. I think it's delayed.
1: Yeah, we're good. I can hear you really good.
0: For some reason. Okay. Very good. I think we're back on. Okay, good. So what I was saying is my daughter's too. So her journaling is more like scribbles, Um, but When she sees me journaling, she does want to whip out her notebook and start writing. So I I keep that in mind as I continue to be consistent in showing up in that way because I know that she's watching, you know? Right. That's right. So I want to do some quick spitfire questions. And you (laughs) already mentioned um, something that might address this first question. So we can always use your previous response, but on the topic of journaling, do you have any favorite book or any helpful resource for people to use or reference in similar shoes? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, basically just the Mark Bickler mm-hmm. book book. on how to hear God interactive. I think that's great for John because it really breaks down what the right brain does, the left brain does and visualization. Like it goes into all of that. Um, I think visualization is a deeper um, dive yes. into that. If you're already journaling, then you're ready to go deeper. I think visualization is awesome. Very and good. Then, Favorite you know, so
0: quote or mantra writing, for hard and times handling. and people who are facing circumstances so. that are super so, challenging. yes oh, man, stronger than really you think
1: question. um be strong and courageous <laughs> and the Lord is with me wherever I do go. you have
0: any resources or anything that you offer yourself that on, you can you know extend to our audience <laughs> maybe extend an invitation to look into or connect with you about about specifically about this mm.
1: yes yes i absolutely do so i have um 31 faith filled journal prompts for chase and joy and you can grab that at bit.ly um backslash hey. chase and joy <laughs> and so you can grab that there and then you I can love find that me, um on instagram at it's marshall time underscore hey come on yeah. come on <laughs>
0: very good and And then on youtube do you still um, have that community that you had referenced when we first chatted
1: it's all of us (laughs) i do not um i unpublished Mm. the page i did a, a shift and oh man it's been amazing like i feel more energy around what we're doing now like just focusing on families and marriage instead of just families I mean instead of just marriages but to focus on families and marriages because I feel like the family is so important right now and um, I feel so much more energy like when we're posting on TikTok we actually we have a um, Facebook page but we're not like posting on it or anything it's like unpublished but We're just really focused on Instagram. That's awesome. I'm going to share
0: Amber's links, everybody. So if you want to connect with her, I will have her links in the show notes. Make sure you hit her up. Make sure you give her a follow. Make sure you subscribe to her YouTube and make sure you download her journal prompts. Amber, thank you so much for being with me today. I'm very grateful for your time and for everything that you shared, for your vulnerability and just your courage to speak on so many hard topics uh, I know a lot of people are going to be really walking away with a lot of value today. Hey, before you go, please consider sharing this episode with someone who you think might benefit from the conversation. And if you're feeling extra generous, consider leaving a review. I would really appreciate it. I read all the reviews on the other podcasts I host, and I'm just grateful to have your support and your attention. So again, share the episode and leave a review. If you do leave a review, take a screenshot before you submit it, send it to erica at castrostrong.com and I'll send you a thank you gift. I appreciate you.